Let's do it. Hello, folks. Welcome back to the RLS podcast. We're on episode 18 of series two, and we are here with our man, Lewis McFarlane from Largs down in Ayrshire. Um, and we're going to be speaking a little bit about gut health and digestion. Um, and we're going to be diving into a couple other different bits and pieces. So, Lewis, how are you getting on? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Lovely to hear you're on episode 18. Absolutely bossing it, brother. Um, I'm all good my end, mate. Been a little busy morning for myself, but I'm absolutely buzzing to be on, mate. So thank you for having me. Cool, mate. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, and your your pal, Kristen, um, recommends you another Ayrshire boy. And I got a lot, of good, um, a lot of good feedback from that. I think it was it was just the accent. So I wanted to get you on for the, for the proper for Ayrshire accent. <laughs> no, I feel I feel honoured, mate. I feel honoured. So I just I just want to highlight from the get go. I am not a nutritionist or like a gut health expert or anything like that. And um, just a wee bit of a disclaimer. But from the work I do with physique transformations, um, I do take a holistic approach and help my guys because there's so much more to it than just calories and macros. And when you can have a deeper dive and have that kind of holistic approach to understandings, even a deeper insight to somebody's digestion and how certain foods help them maybe perform or digest on a better level so you can reduce bloating, anything like that. It impacts every other facet of their life. So today, if there's anything that you want to research or anything off the back of it, feel free to. Again, I'm just holding my hands up here. I'm not someone who's like, that is not my all be all and end all. Okay, but I'm, I'm more than happy to discuss that because I do use a lot of that approach to my clients to get them the results we get, which are fantastic. So hopefully I can shine a bit of light on even just some basic stuff that can help maybe your audience or anyone listening so we can fast track their kind of approach to getting on top of their gut health and improving any, you know, immune responses or functionalities within the body. Yeah, perfect, mate. I think it's it's a quite a complex um, topic that not a lot of people like to dive into, but if we can kind of dilute it from from the experts down into the, the the most simple kind of aspects of it and the absolute basics, then it can it can massively massively help. Um, but mate, before we dive into that, I just want to get a little bit of a, a background story into you um, and why you're in the position you are now. <laughs> Fantastic, I love this. Over the course of doing so many podcasts, you kind of like refine your elevator pitch. <laughs> um, so I guess like. I got into fitness um, and health and everything like that from a place of lack, um, like a lot of coaches do. Um, I was skinny. I had like a soft little un- under-muscled body, very low confidence. Didn't really have conviction what I did. I, I used to be like a, a sponsored skateboarder, so I tied a lot of myself worth to that and the output I had with that and the competitions I've done. So when I had many injuries through my knees, my hips, everything like that. I had to start moving my value from skateboarding to something else. And it was like, when I moved away from that, I was like, well, I started kind of hanging out with more girls and guys and partying a wee bit. And I was like, I still feel very low in confidence for where I'm at. And it was down to my physique. I just, I didn't really have anything to work on, right? So I got into training to obviously get a higher caliber of girl in my life. I wanted to be the guy that could be able to get better looking girls, but it's a very short-lived um prophecy so to speak so after you build your confidence you see yourself you know be able to go on some dates you get a girlfriend for the first time you start being able to go out and socialize and you're a lot more confident in yourself your your values start shifting towards like looking at not just playing it for like the finite game of i want to have a result to look a certain way i'm like playing the big game to like feel a certain way for the rest of my life and impact as many people as i can so i really got into training and nutrition for kind of selfish reasons but over time 
they've developed to help more people and you know I've been working now in the health and fitness industry for you know just shy of eight years been training myself for 10 years since I was 14 and you know I think it's changed my life in so many ways and you know the potential downsides of not taking action in your health for all the amazing things that it brings far outweigh like not doing it so I think for me it's just like I love what I do because of where I came from and how much it's grown and how much you know, strengths my boat's given me because it's allowed me to be, build a business, to have better conversations, to meet people like yourself and just really step into a realm that would have been closed off to me if I'd kept my head in the dark and just continue telling myself the stories as to, you know, maybe one day I'll just wake up confident. It's like, you got to go fucking chase that. So I've just been on that kind of iteration and that path of just chasing confidence and bettering myself. And it's led me into so many amazing situations and hopefully you know, one of my main kind of focuses is teaching clients and stuff like that, how they can do that for themselves and the amazing doors that can open. And so, yeah, that's kind of a wee bit of my background, but obviously I could go into years of working in the gym floor, years of working for councils, working in different gyms all around the country and stuff like that. And, you know, the courses and everything I've done, but nobody needs to care about that. Nobody really knows. Um, uh, Nobody really needs to know about that. So, you know, at this stage of the game, it's all about just like, you know, taking things to the next level with myself. It's all, always about going one more and living with more purpose. That is the main thing I, I take from my, each and every day. I go to bed every night and I'm like, how can I live with more purpose tomorrow to either impact my life, impact other people, show up better for myself or like, you know, help somebody change their philosophy or mindset on their health and fitness journey and stuff. So it's always just about helping others now. Yeah, classmate. Um, I think the reason I like to ask that question to absolutely everyone that comes on is because you just get a very kind of common answer. Like we as personal trainers, like have obviously been through this long, long journey to get exactly where we are right now, but we can relate to a lot of our clients in the sense of we started off from being in a place of perhaps insecurity about being too skinny or maybe being too overweight. And that was the initial reason we wanted to change. And Again, it's quite surface level, but that is the place that most individuals are in right now. They want to they want to change because they're too skinny or they feel too fat. Um, and I think being able to relate back to that story is actually really good. Um, and it's just because you want to you want to get in shape for holiday or you want to fit in with a, a certain social group so you don't take any stick for being too skinny or too fat. So it's um, I think it's a good question to answer, and I think a lot of people would be able to to relate to the kind of the journey that you've been through. Yeah, yeah. Like laying all those coaches and stuff in a gym hall and, you know, ask a, a, a blanket three questions and the majority of everyone will like fall under one, one norm. So it's like, I think, I think it's always nice. Like when you're coming from a place of pain, sometimes when you do feel that, that lack that some clients have when they come on board with you, it's like, I resonate with that. Oh, I felt that way before. It's like, you know, you've been there, you've lived it yourself. And sometimes as coaches, we get put in like pedestals as to like, you know, they've got these great bodies, they're always on it, they're up early in the morning, they're working hard, they seem to be able to manage everything in their, their life, easy peasy. But it's like, everyone forgets the 10 years, the decade of work that you've put in to get to the point that makes this shit that's actually super hard, like, yeah. doable yeah. <laughs> every day, you know? You didn't just wake up one day, like, you, you'll be the exact same, but be able to wake up one day and just turn it on. And just be able to meal the morning routine, the breakfast, the training, the the time management, the the boundaries that you put in place to be able to not go out every weekend and absolutely get fucked. 
and uh, roll into a Monday not feeling like a bag of custard. So it's like it takes time to like put these habits in place, you know. Yeah, mate. I think we're we're all just damaged goods, and we've just been through trial and error so so many times that this oh. is why we're here. Um, Hundred percent. But mate, I obviously wanted to dive into gut health and digestion like right from the get go, and I think okay. this is obviously okay. a, obviously a subject that. Um, gem pop the public don't probably consider as like a, a number one goal because again like how many times have you seen a coach come away with like I'm looking for five guys that want to transform their acid reflux and jobbies in 90 days like it just doesn't happen does it you know, <laughs> you know what they fucking they should be saying that they should be saying that because you know we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it. it makes so much more sense to me to help clean up someone's like gastrointestinal tract from the get-go coming on to like what let me rephrase that like when you start your fitness journey if you come on board with a coach you're what you want is a meal plan you want your macros set you want your training on a baseline that will that can give you a result right but from my experience and it's always going to come down to my experience because that's how i can you know mold my coaching and my ethos and the purpose behind how teach people to become who they need to be but the i've looked absolutely fantastic been peeled to the bone bodybuilding on stage but felt like absolute shit right i've been in amazing shape and been super lean and athletic and felt absolutely amazing i've also been bulked up to the high heavens and felt like shit and i've also been bulked up to the high heavens right now and feel amazing so it's like i've I've had a taste of both sides of the extremes, right? And the one common thing which usually puts me off my journey is when health gets disregarded for results, right? And I'm a big believer of health comes first and results come second. And when you can put yourself in a position where you're actually taking a deeper dive into your result rather than just looking a certain way, but feeling a certain way, making sure you're you know, you're not burping, farting, you're getting acid reflux, the foods that you're consuming aren't making you feel bloated and lethargic. You maybe may have dry skin, things like that. And that could that could all come down to the food you're consuming and the nutrients your body is extracting from said foods. Like if you're eating a diet of hyper palatable processed foods every single day, then because of the content and value of that said food, which puts your, your body and your biology in a poor position to actually be at its absolute best. So it's about nourishing your body from a health first system. Again, you've heard it before, keep it simple, stupid. If you're having more whole nutrient dense foods, the biology of your cells are going to be operating on a different level. They're going to be more efficient. You're going to gain more energy from your foods. You're going to be able to digest foods better. The amount of inflammation and water retention your body will experience will be far less. And you're going to notice that you just generally feel better on a day-to-day basis. And a lot of gen pop clients and a lot of people that do come on board to our coaching journeys want to look a certain way, but disregard the feel. And they never really think about that. Even in 30 days of just tidying things up for some basic nutrition advice, they'll be like, oh, I came off my heartburn medication for the last two weeks. I didn't, didn't think that was a big thing for me, but it's been huge. I've not been waking up in the middle of the night because you know, they're having deeper, more restful sleep because maybe certain traditional protocols and patterns is 
help them line up so they're not waking up in the middle of the night to go take a piss or take a shit because their guts are all over the place or you know they're not plowing all these processed carbohydrates down their throat every day and you know they get to two o'clock in the afternoon and feel like it's bedtime again you know so it's there's all these things, these amazing wins that clients can gain from improving the quality of the foods they eat, which will enhance the microbiome and the way you digest your gut. So you have better, you know, mental clarity from the vagus nerve for your mind. And it's not just from the standpoint of tidy up food, you're going to look better, but you'll feel better. Your mind will work better. Blood flow will be better. Insulin sensitivity will be better. Your performance is going to improve. It's like you get to a point where, if you're eating potatoes and rice and oats all the time, then you have something like a bagel and jam, you'll get a pump because your yeah. body's so ready for like these quick um, releasing insulins and these sugars that you're, you can really digest. But if you're over consuming sweet stuff, insulin sensitivity rock like bottoms out, and then you can't really take in foods that can aid performance the way you want to. So there's so many different facets which you get into, but improving the quality of your overall uh, self through, Tidying up the food choices will help, obviously, with digestibility, gut health, which will help with like your your pump, your blood flow, your clarity, your cognition. So many aspects, you know. It's it's quite a crazy topic to get into because there is so many facets. And from the the people I've learned from, like uh, Coach Jay Carter, um, Paul Check, things like that. Loads of uh, work that I've done in myself. It's like evident to see that when you start basing your success off of feeling of like a feeling of health rather than a certain look that's when you play like the health and fitness game properly you know because the person who feels good is generally going to look good you know yeah. rather than the other way around because i've been the other way around <laughs> trust me it's not it's not all it seems to be when people on instagram are looking at you like oh he's shredded he's ripped he's winning competitions but then when it comes off stage and he's weak as shit can hardly get up in the morning because he's not nourishing his body with the right food his mental health all over the place because you know he's tied all his self-worth to a body image rather than a certain output that he can have on a day-to-day basis so it's like it's such a big topic but so overlooked but the amazing things that come from as a byproduct should be what we actually latch on to rather than the physical result in most cases if that makes sense i know yeah. i went off on a bit of a ramble there <laughs> No, mate, that's quality. And I think it's it's just good to understand it from that point. And I think personally, like I've been through kind of the phases that you've been through as well. Um, and I must admit, like I've only really taken a deep dive in this as of the past six months to a year, um, starting with like Patrick Wilson's book, uh, The Athlete's Gut. And I'm someone that's probably still a little bit struggling, but struggled all my days with digestion. And it started off with like aggressive dieting down to, like poverty calories and yep. then every time I would eat it would be 100 miles per hour which I think I've now picked up a, a perhaps a bad habit over the over the years with that um, yep. and now flipping it on its head and um, eating probably more than almost double that in a in a phase of trying to get a little bit bigger um, and then perhaps choosing the wrong foods sometimes not the wrong foods just choosing too much processed foods and now with having that amount of food digestion's a little bit like it's better but it still struggles and um, with high quantities of food um, and that's probably why I took this deep dive into digestion and ever since I've I've fine-tuned it a little bit I'm not going to say it's perfect but just the way that you generally feel on a daily basis is 100 times better and like people underestimate how painful and frustrating acid reflux can be especially when you're like 
in the gym doing a bent over row and you feel like your ropes want to come out your nose. It's it's not a nice feeling. <laughs> not at all, man. And it's good that you you started experiencing that and, and taking that awareness onto your own like regard to start fixing because there's always going to be a, like a flux that you're in between really trying to tidy things up but then trying to find something that's like optimal and sustainable for you because like I've, I've done diets that have been like I've done like um liberation diets you would call them where you go on to a strict routine of food choices whether that be like you choose a couple of meat choices a couple of carbohydrate choices a couple of fat choices let's say for example your meat sources are going to be bison steak and something like maybe just a white meat like chicken those are your free um so that's your protein sources you're not taking in like whey protein protein bars anything like that you're literally going for whole foods and then for your carbs you're talking like gluten-free oats potatoes and like black rice or something like egyptian black rice so the purest type of rice you can get you're really going all in then for veg and for fats it's going to be like you know organic eggs kale spinach all these leafy greens that have a lot of them you know really good vitamins and minerals so you really scale your your diet back to the bare bones and when you start on the basics the natural foods your body can build up almost like a new equilibrium with what health should feel like so when you move away from all these like you know what it's like eating like a bodybuilder putting like i'm I'm like that right now it's just because it's easier to get the goal when you're on 500 grams of carbs like you're, you're slamming cocoa pops and then bagels and the jam and it's like you're you're on a lot of food and it gets quite taxing in the gut but i've been in another end where i've been too hard on the holistic side and improving gut health which almost made any food i had an intolerance so like let's say i would have a bagel i would be bloated i would get a water in it would actually affect my body and make me feel worse so there i think in this day and age there needs to be a balance between obviously whole foods and you know your hyper palatable maybe not whole foods again more processed foods and that's when the 80 20 rule is a really nice kind of rule of thumb for your, your standard person just to kind of lean into instead of like 80% of their food is like, you know, chicken kias and chips. <laughs> like actually turn it over to more whole nutrient dense foods that allow, again, your body to get the most energy and the best quality sources of vitamins and minerals coming through. And then the other 20% keep it in because if you remove it completely, you tip the scale sometimes too much and it becomes an intolerance. And that happened to me with bagels for a while. I would get ill if I ate one after going too hard on like tidying up my food. Yeah, the results were fantastic. But again, you sacrifice a little bit of maybe the social aspect or the fun aspect in which food can bring to your life. And I think that's when you start stepping in kind of deeper waters and you don't want to, you never want to sacrifice lifestyle for a result, no matter how good or amazing the result may be, if that makes sense. Um, so that's it. That's like a wee bit of thought on that point, but generally from my experience when you do get a when you go all in on something that's the best lessons you're ever going to have or gain from something um and i do i do advise some of my clients to go on maybe a liberation diets or gut health where they do focus on better quality food choices solely to show themselves how healthy health could be and where that like if, if health is like up here and you're down here, you want to kind of meet in the middle between 
what's going to be optimal, what's sustainable, and what actually makes you feel good. And nine times out of 10, I still use a lot of philosophies from the way I used to eat when I was all in on gut health and cognition and everything, keep that in place as the main bulk of my diet, but then fluff it around with the more hyper palatable stuff, the easy to eat and high quantity stuff, just to make sure I can reach my goal. So it's always going to be about that balance at the end of the day, even when it's sometimes hard to achieve. But I think tasting what real health is and going all in and noticing when you're waking up in the morning, feeling fantastic, you your morning bowel movement is amazing. It puts a smile on your face. Like it's instead of like you go through, I don't want to be brutal in your podcast here, but you know what it's like when your diets, if you're <laughs> when you've had four beers the night before and a, a takeaway, like you're yeah. the next morning, your guts have been through hell that night. Whereas if you were on like gluten-free oats, natural peanut butter and you know, whatever else, like Manuka honey. It's going to be a better quality bowel movement. It's like simple things like that when you're getting the right fiber and the right nutrient density. So it's it's about having that balance, man, 100%. Yeah. I know a lot of people will have experienced this as well. And it's, it's kind of like what you were just referring to, like going absolutely all in. Like, say, for example, I remember a time where I went like all in for a good like 15 days straight. Like everything was absolutely on point with like veg carbs, like all the good stuff and then Saturday night there was someone's birthday and I was like right I'm underfed I've just been eating clean clean for 14 days and then I tried to eat tapas and within about I don't know must have only been like 600-700 calories worth I, I like wanted to go to bed and wanted to spew at the same time because I'd taken away that whole balance altogether and it was just yeah. it was too all in that my body just couldn't cope when I changed a couple of beers a bit mm -hmm. of tapas I was fucked exactly and like your body changes so fast it really does and it's it comes like food the food quality and the choices of food you eat it will change the biology of yourselves like you take someone who is completely bent out of shape out of whack really professional standards only eats like monster munch and is carrying a lot of body fat like if they like eat a salad it fucks them up because their body's like reject puts the x's on and it like doesn't want it whereas same goes if you're all on the other side and your gut health is fantastic your cognition's amazing the energy's on point your insulin sensitivity is so good it's like if you were to eat like a slice of birthday cake like you would spike so high you'd be going crazy like a four-year-old in a, a play park or something it's like it's it's quite a weird thing to to talk about to be quite honest because people just look at food as food but when you actually know it will change how your body operates on the whole that's when you can start having a bit of a, a higher awareness over what you actually want to feel like because you get you always have a choice food does not control you you control it you know you don't walk into the the kitchen and a like a bar of chocolate an apple doesn't speak to you the way a chocolate but a chocolate speaks to you it's your psychology towards the food so you've got to build your psychology up in a positive light towards the food that makes you feel your best and understand that the intolerances in which you may face through bloat and gastrointestinal stress, inflammation, chronic back pain, maybe lethargy, whatever it may be, can be changed through improving your outlook on food as a whole, yeah. you know? And that comes with time and you have to put the work in for that and you need to step out your comfort zone. Like for me, I never used to be the biggest guy. I just didn't, right? And I know a lot of clients say like, 
I don't know if we'll be able to clear and stuff like that. And they make these little windows up to maybe our friends some works for them. And like I got to a point where I was eating like spinach, kale, and um, organic egg salads with pomegranate seeds and stuff. And I was like, look at me, I'm all bougie. But it's like it took me a while to get to the point, and you're putting like apple cider vinegar on that as well, and it's like improving the microbiome in your gut. And there's there's so many things that if you don't try, you don't know. And when you get positive feedback from your body and the results and from energy, you're like, you know what? That can stay. That's going to become a bit of a non-negotiable in my life to, to live by because it makes me feel a certain way. And although it maybe looked a bit kind of too much at the start, when you get into the flow with it, your body starts liking how it feels and then you start liking how it looks and you start liking actually doing it, you know? And it's the psychology behind food is a massive one. And I don't want to get into like topics of like eating disorders or anything like that because I don't know, but a lot of people do struggle with maybe binge eating, but the foods they binge on are always the hyper palatable stuff. Nobody binge eats salad, you know. But if you go into a cycle of improving the quality of food you're eating, then the options that you might go for, even on a binge, might be healthier, which would therefore improve your psychology behind how a binge would make you feel. Because throughout any dieting phase I've done when I've been very clean with my food, even if I quote unquote had a binge or overate, I would overeat on like oats and peanut bar. Does yeah. it make you feel that bad? <laughs> you just train a bit harder the next day. Whereas if I overate on like a pizza and beers and chocolate, it's the repercussions of the negative psychology and how it affects the body's response. Inflammation goes up, you feel watery, you feel bagged up, start getting heartburn again. You're like, oh, why me? Why me? So it's like the psychology and the food choice go hand in hand. I think massively and it takes time to kind of learn that you know yeah mate, that for sure like the the psychology of food is obviously quite a it's a complicated subject um even even for us um to kind of to learn about and it's it's quite hard to apply to clients I think it's just one of these things that it takes a hell of a lot of time and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of understanding your own body with things like gut health and digestion with the food choices that you're making and the reasoning behind that um, and yeah, it just takes a it takes a time of dedication. It takes time actually to try things as well, try different approaches and see what works for you. Because um, I think as coaches, we've we've tried them all, um, and that's yeah. why we're. Uh-huh. And that's what I wanted to touch on there. It's like as coaches, we've tried them all. It's like we are who we are because we're we're guinea pigs to our own assault. And it's like we want to find the best ways to get in shape, and we're going to go and try that. Like the amount of things I've done over the decade of fitness. That I've had have get has given me the awareness now to coach my clients, but I can't I can't teach them 10 years of being in the trenches or whatever you want to call it over you know a 180-day program or a transformation program or whatever. If they're in it for the long term, they need to go through cycles of again playing the infinite game of opening the doors up to different challenges and going through iterations of what actually do I want to fucking feel like. You know, it's not just a result, right? Because you could be 150 kilos and if you looked amazing and felt amazing, you'd be happy. It's not the weight that makes you happy. Um, or let's talk about the idea of when it comes to... Nah, we'll, we'll, we'll park that one there, but I could go off on a bit of a tangent, but I just I, I want to just try to like frame to people that when you are 
eating with health first in mind. That is when you're going to obviously be in the best spot possible and the, the lessons in which you learn through actually doing something different. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes, then that awareness will come through time. And that's, for, for me and you, we only just want to help our clients get to the point where they're self-sufficient enough to have the awareness we have, you know, and it does, it does take time. So if anyone's out there that's a client of yours, a client of mine that listens to this, or even just someone, you know, tuning in, if you're unhappy with the way you're feeling on a day-to-day basis and you know the food quality could change, be the person that actually is responsible enough to change that and stop eating like a juvenile. Because you might run into an opportunity where, you know, your energy improves, which allows your relationship to get better, or... You're not as bloated anymore, so you look better in your clothes. Your confidence improves, or you stop spending so much fucking money on takeaways, so your financial stress disappears. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'm one of those guys that's like, what's the cause and what's the effect? It's like, what is causing the problem? What's the effect of it, and what's the solution to it? Rather than just putting a plaster over it, and that's what a lot of that's what calories and macros tend to do. It's like you'll get somebody in shape if they don't feel great doing it the chances of the sustainability factor of that result will, will drop or diminish by by tenfold. So it's like you need to play the game of, of health first all the time. And that's when the results are going to come through thick and fast. Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of the time, like even in the past for myself, when I first started coaching, I was like, right, here's your calories. Here's your protein target. Crack on, see what you can do. And <clears> yeah, five kilograms will come off and we'll be like, yes, result. But they're going to feel shit. And they'll be like, Ryan, I've yeah. lost this five kilograms. Why do I still feel a little bit shitty? And it's because you've almost got to reverse engineer it, as you've just said, health first. Then let's look what's within that number there. Um, I think that's really important. I think you may have even had this experience and there may be you know, clients listening. I always like to say, I hope there's somebody listening because I, I just want to like pretend I'm in the room with them and I'm like, I'm talking to you. Yeah. But see when like, you can lose up to 10 kilo, right? And side by side, if you took photos, not a lot can change. But through the food quality, you might be super bloated and have a lot of gastrointestinal stress and a lot of inflammation in your body. So you might be losing weight and getting lighter, but your composition isn't changing because you've got inflamed, like you've got an inflamed small intestine, your colon is a bit out of whack, your liver's not where it needs to be. You've maybe got all this, like you've got higher blood pressure due to the food you're eating and you're, you know, carrying a lot of water weight just because there's got so much sodium in your diet or something. It's like all of these things matter as much as the calories. You can lose weight, but if you don't feel great doing it, then as we've said already, the chances of, of you know, coming out the other end of the result and holding on to it for life, it's just not going to be where you want it to be, man, you know? Yeah, for sure, mate. Um I think another way to spin this as well is what are the actual performance benefits that you can have from perhaps, I suppose, like eating <clears throat> the so-called wrong things or eating the so-called right things um, around about your, your workouts or your matches or whatever it is that you're doing? So when it comes down to that, you're always, I'm always, again, we'll start with how first, right? So if we're looking at we're looking at a, an athlete or someone who is is generally taking their training seriously, it's a, a big stress in the body performing at a high level. Just with the training, doesn't matter about diet or lifestyle or sleep or anything. So you want to make the journey as easy as possible. So 
to make sure gut health is is clear because see if you're you know you've got track the next day and you're bloated as hell going on track and me and me and my brother ran a marathon a couple of months ago and we done a half marathon and our guts were in bits before it because we were just eating like not whole food but then this time around we had bone broth guts were fantastic you know so it's like the output for an athlete to improve could be based off proper nutrition and again the biology of your cells if they are function functioning at a high level recovery is going to be on point inflammation is going to be down chances of you even getting an injury could improve because when there's been there's been aspects of you know you've got the thing called like your meridian track and if that's inflamed it can wing your scapulas things like that it's like there's there's all these different things so when you've got cleaner food the majority of the time you know recovery is going to be better insulin sensitivity is going to be better so that way you know post-workout when you are maybe taking some you know easier digestible foods they're going to go straight to, to glycogen and replenishing the muscles rather than like being like getting put into the gastrointestinal tract and your digestive system and, and causing stress so it's like when you've got the majority of your nutrition locked down on whole foods like your oats your potatoes your rice your lean meats you're getting good veggies coming in like super basic stuff right and you know the foods that cause you stress because you're, you're not going to be able to perform as as an amazing athlete if you've got heartburn every day. Imagine that, like going for, you know, you've got your big football tournament coming up and you're in the morning like, oh, like stressing out about that. You want your you want to be game fit. You want to be ready for the fucking challenge, you know. So it's about me. It's like treat treat yourself like an athlete. If you're a Ferrari, put the right kind of fuel into you. Doesn't say you cannot eat certain types of foods around training. I do. I'm a massive believer on easy digestible like high like high carb foods pre and post workout especially if you're looking to build muscle or like perform at high level but i'm also a massive proponent of like if flooding food into your body around your training is not for you don't do it like there's been times where i've even had better like better training when i'm fasted in a fasted state just with some coffee or something if you lighter, more efficient maybe for like um, aerobic work that might be but for your you know your anaerobic training when you're using your muscles you're performing on a strength basis you want to make sure you've got carbs there ready to go flooding into the muscles for that quick output but you also want to have like long lasting carbs for the the duration of the train session whether or how long that be and then the thing when it comes to like protein intake obviously things like your whey protein bars all of that i don't i don't know anyone that feels fantastic of a, after eating a protein bar i really don't feel but, fantastic this morning <laughs> no but then I'll, like they taste great and you smash them down but you know that protein is not it's not pure protein it's whey and whey is like a derivative of curds and whey which comes off the back of milk the process of when milk's getting made so it's like it's been refined and it's been processed many a times till it gets to that powdered state whereas a steak is going to be super high in nutrients, um, iron. The the energy you're going to get off a steak just in itself is going to be 100 times the bit the, the quality of that of a, a scoop of whey protein. But as I said, the caveat to that, there's always going to be an element of when whey protein is needed, like your post workout, easy to drink. You don't need to fuck. You wouldn't. You're not liver king. You're not bringing a steak to the gym. You seen that guy? It's like. Oh God. 
there's always an element of making sure the majority of your meals are clean, whole, nutrient-dense, then the food on top of that to aid and fuel with performance, that's when you can start factoring in the more processed food because one, things like bagels, things like cereal, things like um, even like Muhammad Ali, no, no, I think it's Floyd Mayweather, after every time he trains boxing, he has a can of Coke. Mm. The reason behind that might not be quote-unquote healthy, but the sugar. It, it mm-hmm. helps the glycogen restoring his body because he's just done a hard session. So it's like when you are actually an athlete, that's when you can get away with um, more processed food, I think, on the back end of your training for the the, few, the the replenishment side rather than basing your whole entire diet off that because there's always going to be a fine line between where an athlete's playing maybe the first couple of years of his season to then if he goes pro or if he makes it or he or she does do amazing things. And that's when you start finding your nutrition. Like look at, you know, likes of Ronaldo, for instance, he's got chefs in his house with him working, feeding him, feeding him like eight times a day of the best quality food. You don't see him eating Pringles before playing, you know, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's just looking at it from that way and always being in the, the flux of knowing there's always a better option for my body for me to perform at a higher level, whether that be physically or psychologically. And the, the likes of like businessmen, people that have a lot on their plate, if they're eating the right foods, they're going to operate in a higher, like a higher cognitive level, which could potentially close them more deals, which might impact their entire life for revenue and growth of business. So it's like, that person that maybe isn't hitting his sales is probably just because his energy's off because he's eating really poor quality food and staying up too late at the night because, you know, he's not planning his food and he comes home and has to wait for a takeaway to come so he can get some quote-unquote food in, you know. So there's always the, all these different factors of knowing that the performance in which you want, whether that be with body, with business, with anything else, can be improved, again, just through nurturing yourself with the right type of food. Yeah. Right, it's, this is the kind of approach that I've been like taking with a lot of the guys that I coach um, that are footballers as well. Nice. And I did a, did a podcast a little while back as well, where it's like almost like a checklist. Like, let's think about like overall health, overall nutrition, overall food quality first before we're like carb loading and, and gels and isotonics and stuff like that before games. Yeah, yeah. Because this is again probably not actually, it's probably actually not going to sit very well. Um, just like, two bottles of liquid before a game yeah you'll be loaded up with carbohydrate but you're probably going to end up feeling shite and you're just going to have a total um you're just going to probably drop off pretty quickly um yeah and then sure. once we've kind of nailed that overall food quality then we can think about that and then after the game yeah probably best time to actually then go and have like a fucking pizza and a couple of pints or something because your body's actually then very well prepared for that and um, to take those carbohydrates yeah. in um but yeah that would that's no, my couldn't agree with that more, mate. Honestly, could not agree with that more. Like, for example, I'm like, I, I try to be very aware of how my body feels, and I know when I'm operating at my best. Like this morning before we came on the pod, I was like, I'm, I'm just feeling a bit off. I was in Manchester drinking and eating random foods for the last couple of days. Done my check in with my coach this morning. I just, I just know I'm not where I, I was a week before when everything was on point. And I think that kind of, that that kind of seeps into so many aspects because when you you fall into the trap of eating all that shit all the time. You notice how poor you feel. And for example, like, see if I was eight sweets all morning, right? 
be fine to a point, but then you have this weird kind of internal reaction where you you feel dead weird in your body. I don't know if it's just me, but maybe insulin's too high and you don't have any other nutrients balancing that out. Things like if you, because if you have like, you know, fats with carbs, the fats slow the digestibility of the carbs, so the release is slower. Same with caffeine as well. But when you have something, if you're eating loads of loads of like hyper palatable, sweet, sugary foods, and you feel a bit off, like you go to the cinema and you come home and you had a steak, the steak sorts you out. Or the bit of lean meat with salt sorts you out because it brings balance and equilibrium to your body. It's like, right, we've got this uh, macronutrient to digest now. So we can put some effort into breaking that down. And that kind of helps kind of balance things out a wee bit. And it's if if you're going on to a football game and you did slam all the lookers in, you go first 10 minutes, you'll be flying. But then you don't have anything else in the system to support the balance and the nutrient absorption or the the, the release of those sugars. Because it's like when energy comes, it's not straight for, just from carbs. It comes off from certain areas of more at, at more a time. But the proteins and the fats need to almost release that with it to make sure you don't bunk or you don't, you know, have all these horrible fluctuations. Because hormonally, again, the nutrients that you take in will change your hormones, the cell balance, everything like that, and how again, again, how good you feel. So it's again, you need to be smart with it. You can't just be like, right, I heard this that look at it's good for sports. So you drink all that. It's just like silly, silly use of calories in my eyes. Yeah. So what you're saying is next time we go to the Odeon, ice blast and a sirloin on the other hand, that's probably going to be the yeah. best approach. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's honestly kind of like that, man. It's yeah. honestly kind of like that because like cinema is a perfect example. Everyone loves the cinema. You go, you have, you know, your popcorn, your slush, your sweeties, maybe some cookies or whatever else. You come out and you're like, you've been sitting there. You've not exerted any energy. You're like, come down. Feel like, you just feel, yeah, a massive carb come down. Um, to put it in, you know, the most basic way. So the best way to kind of balance that out is to, again, get different nutrients and minerals in, hopefully probably from the exact opposite. So high protein, uh, medium to, to low fat, zero to no carb is going to help you kind of hit that baseline. There's people out there that can get away with pretty much eating whatever the fuck they want because they eat such a high amount of protein. Mm-hmm. The rest balances itself out, and that that's just that's um if you take one thing away from this podcast, eat a lot more protein. Yeah, <laughs> it can it can help you out massively. But again, that's not what we're here to talk about. But um, but yeah, I feel I feel I resonate with you massively about that feeling you get off the the cinema, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's poor poor a poor time to eat that much uh poor quality food or I know enjoyable food. Yeah, you do it do it every time though. Do it every time. Um. That's all fun of the cinema, mate. Exactly. So that's like what we go, we go and we go on nights out and, and do all sorts of mad stuff. We know it's it's fun, but the, the come down is always the bad part, which we know it's gonna happen, but it's inevitable, but we still do it. Yeah. Um, and that that's just life, it's about having that awareness over over things, but it's about knowing how to to counterbalance that out with so you're not always in a flux of just thinking that's how I should feel all the time. So you know you yeah. can change that. And I think a really good thing to do, and again, when you have a meal that's like super full of sugar and, you know, makes you feel that way, follow that up with something like a steak salad or a meat salad or something, because that that honestly having that, it, it will cleanse the palate. It generally, you're, your body's choking for that. Mm-hmm. And when you are low and see when you're not giving your body like the proper fat-soluble vitamins, 
you start you start going for quick fixes and treats and sweeps because your body thinks you've got uh, a micronutrient deficiency or a vitamin deficiency. So it goes for things that I think are going to give you that spike, but then that leads you off in that cycle of just sweet, 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 sweet. And then you get so far away from that and then you start feeling a horrible way and you get further and further away. So it's like always break up your poor quality meals or anytime you do go off or anytime you've overate with something light and like fresh, maybe some apple cider vinegar on that again with the help digestibility, but lean protein, a lot of good veg, a lot of good vitamins and minerals. That always like keeps you in a really good spot. Yeah, it really does. I think we could all take a little bit away from that. I think everyone needs to do a, a bit more of that kind of stuff. Um, but so mate, when someone's coming on board with you or when you're first having this conversation regarding gut health and digestion, what are your kind of like, let's say for example three first like practical steps they can actually take to start benefiting this to start moving it forward so i don't bring it up i'll let them bring it up like obviously in a conversation i'm like see generally like on a day-to-day basis how are you feeling with you know do you feel bloated when you eat certain foods how's your energy mid-afternoon you can just from just from kind of evaluating basic biomarkers i've got like a, a basic tracker that i use for gut health digestion hormones sex drive um you know still consistency and frequency things like that and within maybe a week or two you can start bridging the gap between right this is where you're at and this is the i always assess a whole week of nutrition first before giving them any advice because mm-hmm. i don't want to overwhelm them and say like right we're getting you on all this all this food because you know your your diet's too high in FODMAPs right now so that's what's causing all this gastrointestinal stress and heartburn it's like it's too much so you with for gen pop or anything for them to understand gut health and how to improve it start off small make sure you're instead of just looking at your scale weight and your macros that you can maybe have a look at other factors that affect your biology like i've mentioned are you bloated? How's your energy throughout throughout the day? How are you feeling when you wake up? Are you getting brain fog? How's cognition? How's digestibility of foods? Like how's recovery? Are you do you feel like you've got a sore lower back all the time? Because that can be coming from maybe if you've got an inflamed stomach from too many carbs, especially refined sugars, you might have a protruding gut which puts pressure in the low back. There's when you know and you can start bridging the gap between that's when you can get like an overview and start building a skeleton plan and i'd always go for a removal diet first rather than a full diet change um so when you start being like right well instead of having you know garlic bread tonight we're going to rotate that for you know like just to be like homemade wedges or something because potatoes in themselves fantastic sources really low in gluten fantastic amount it's like a whole nutrient dense carbohydrate it makes you feel amazing you can eat so many of them for the amount of calories and volume and just some small wee swaps and rotations and it's never going to be an all or nothing approach like like anything in fitness you can't have an all or nothing approach subtle tweaks and changes over time and then once you've pulled things back to a point and you've you tidied up these markers you can assess what you've initially found and then reintroduce food slowly over time. Like for me, I got to a point where bagels were an intolerance for me. If I had one, it would make me feel really horrible. Now, now I can eat them, but I need to just manage my intake of them because they could potentially cause heartburn and bloating. And I'm, I'm not real, I'm not willing to, to pay that price. Yeah. But when you reintroduce the foods, you can start getting more awareness as to 
even how many calories worth of that food or grams of that food cause the irritation to take place because the body's a really smart thing. It can get away with a lot before it bottoms out, but it's about staying, staying away from that red line of these kind of, if when like toxicity is high in the body, like staying away from that and keeping it in a, a health first range before you, you know, tip the scale and find yourself going back to bad habits with food. Um, but again, there's, there's, you're always going to make your own, uh, you're always going to learn your own lessons from doing something like this. And I think just over time for anyone that does decide to be like, you know what, I'm going to give my diet a mix up. I know I'm not eating as good as I could be. Like when you quote unquote eating healthy, <laughs> like it's just overlooked these days. It's like calories and protein, eat whatever you want. If it fits your macros, but see if it, if it fits your macros and you're just stuffing pop tarts and protein shakes down your throat, your skin's going to break out. You're going to feel like shit. And the chances of you actually having like, really good recovery are going to drop significantly and that may not be this that may not be the case for everyone in the world it may not be it really may not but there's some freaks out there that can get away with eating some some crazy foods and doesn't touch the sides and those guys you know fair play fair enough but for the the grand majority that do feel bloated that do get a midday slump that do potentially have back pain that do have to be in medication for gut health the best thing to do is start with a little bit of a liberation diet of pulling some foods away, reintroducing some new ones in replacement of that, and obviously just marking a few basic biomarkers that allow them to get awareness over what's working and what's not, generally. I think it's it's so it's so great to actually just like hear this out loud as well, because I think a lot of us will just go week by week, month by month, year by year, just eating the same shit. It causes the same problems, eating the same shit. And we're just like, hmm, wonder what's going on here. And I probably did it for absolutely years with my oats. Like I'd eat 80 grams of oats in the morning with like whey protein, like loads of berries. And like two to three hours after, I'd still be like, right, what's going on here? Like I'm, I'm feeling shit, but just keep doing it. And it was only until I was like, hmm, wonder what will happen if I pull 20 to 30 grams of this away shock horror that was all it took to reduce yeah. that kind of that acid reflux and it's the same with loads of different things in my diet and and i'm sure there'll be people listening to this i'll be like fuck i do that i eat three bagels at lunchtime and i wonder why uh i'm so bloated or i feel absolutely shit and it's just hearing it out loud can actually just be the thing that makes it makes it change and this podcast i believe will be able to help a lot of people 100 percent and like other wee things you can you can put on top it's almost like the supplement for see just a, an overall healthy diet like a 80 20 real nutrient dense foods 20 percent more fun flexible that's always going to work it's always going to be the best approach for having equilibrium and some form of balance within your nutrition the things you can do on top of that again ancestrally we were we'd go days without food you know so if you're again waking up feeling a bit kind of guts are about a line maybe your energy is a bit off maybe your body's using too much energy energy to digest the food you had too late at night or too early in the morning because see between the hours of like 6 a.m and maybe 10 a.m i'm not super hungry man like i, I don't want to do that so i'm a massive proponent on fasting um for again opening up or reducing the amount of time or volume of food coming through the stomach across the day putting it into a window and breaking that down into less frequent higher calorie meals and really enjoying slowing down and being present with your meal 
when you're having it and making sure you're emulsifying the food through proper chewing to make sure the gut can digest it and absorb the nutrients as well as possible. Potentially adding things like Himalayan or Celtic sea salt to really extract as much uh, nutrients from the food, matching that with maybe apple cider vinegar to help with the gut flora and the microbiome and help with insulin sensitivity and digestibility of the food in itself. Even using things like digestive enzymes um, are really helpful. I'm, I'm a massive proponent of them. Again, them in the morning before my first heavier meal really will help me take as much from the nutrients as possible. And then just obviously fiber on top of that and making sure I think for a lot of meals to be followed up with some form of vegetable because that vegetables really do have a higher surface area and across the board when you're digesting them that will aid with the digestive process and that's when these are the little things you start sprinkling on top of an already healthy diet to take it to the next level and I just think those are like age-old tips that, that have always worked for the whole of the world but again people look at fasting like it's a fad or whatever it's but from my experience during like when it gets a bit warmer and it's summer I think fasting is a really nice kind of way to to eat because it feels a bit more a bit more European it feels a bit like you go maybe to Greece or something they're quite high fat high uh, protein low carb they fast during the day they do a lot of work in the morning they relax nice in the evening it's like their circadian rhythm and digestibility and like they actually when they break bread and have dinners and stuff like their gut and their mind and their cognition, it's all like in sync. Everything's all in sync over there, right? And they're all lean, healthy people, opposed to over in Britain where it's dark and they fucking can buy food at any time of the day. And the majority of meals are made in an oven and they're done in five minutes and everyone's, there's a massive obesity epidemic and everyone's got low testosterone and low energy. So it's like, there's all these wee things we can look at for other parts of the world through you know through history and stuff that you can you can pick up on that you can just implement plug and play to your life and if they work they work if they don't they don't there's there's never one size fits all in fitness but mastering your health mastering your biology and being someone who always wants to be that little bit better whether that be through improving your gut health your digestibility or just getting off some medication like i've had so many success stories with guys getting off like medication for acne and for um you know for for acid reflux and heartburn just through these simple little things and i've done trainings for other groups and stuff um on a nutrition approach that i created called the red amber green nutrition and it's been breaking down different ways and segmenting your food into ways that allow your body to work with you rather than against you when it comes to understanding nutrition as a whole so it takes time guys like it just it's just one of those things you've got to be willing to try rather than just discount yourself and being like nah macros is everything if i fix your macros till i die it's just it's always always worth it's always worth challenging yourself on the change rather than just expecting for yourself to change just by throwing shit at a wall and seeing if it's going to stick and that's speaking about shit if your shits are all over the place that's a massive telltale sign to start you know tidying up the food, making sure you're getting better quality fiber and more, uh, you know, greens in. <laughs> yeah, uh, 100%, man. I think there's there's so many takeaways from that um, that anyone can apply, like, right now. And there's so many things that I think a lot of people have a lot of actionable steps now as to 
having a proper oh, look. And I think, again, I think it, it even brings to light a couple of things in my diet right now where I've just been an autopilot and it's just been like grenade bar at the shell, coffee in a grenade bar, or it's been like, ah, I'll just have another bagel again. And it's it's so, so easy to do this and to just go, it's, yeah, it's convenient, it's easy, I'll just do that, opposed to then having that nutritious meal or just going, all right, okay, I can, I can survive another hour until I get home instead of having that grenade bar. So... Yeah, that's brought a few things to light for me anyway. I think I think a massive one as well, especially a lot of people that are looking to lose body fat. And if you are just solely focused on macronutrient, um, you disregard food quality. And I, I've known, again, I've, I've lost body fat and got an extremely great shape, not having the best quality foods. And I've done it with the best quality foods. And you feel a lot fuller um, with the better quality foods. The energy is much better. Um, you won't crave as much um because i imagine trying to you know get to the nitty-gritty stages the deep end of a fat loss diet and you've you've got there just eating quite sugary foods the chances of a potential binge or a relapse on that are going to be much higher than if you're on a more controlled nutrient dense diet it's again it comes down to for me it's all about feeling it's about feeling good in your body when you feel good you perform better when you perform better you make better results and that's when you sustain it and you actually have longevity to your health and well-being rather than just being like, right, I'm going to destroy myself for 12 weeks on this calorie counted plan where I, my coach said I can eat whatever I want, <laughs> despite how shit I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's, I think that's huge, mate. I think trying this, trying a fat loss approach and having done it that way, opposed to then trying it in such a way that you basically talk about from a health standpoint, you'll be able to tell the difference big time. Um, so takeaway from that is make sure you get, a lot of fucking nutritious foods in your diet um, and try new things, test things mm-hmm. out. Um, but no, mate, I, I think I won't want to keep you any longer. Um, I think we've covered a hell of a lot of stuff there and it's been of massive benefit. Um, but one thing I did want to ask was usually finish off with like a podcast recommendation, audio book recommendation. Doesn't necessarily have to be related to the subject, but anything you think would, would be useful for people to give a listen to. Hmm. Two, two things. Um, the people that I've learned most from is, again, Paul, Paul Cech, who's a holistic practitioner. If you don't know him and you're in the fitness industry, probably have a look at him. Um, he's quite, it's a very, very different approach from your normal day-to-day fitness instructor or coach these days. Um, you can learn a hell of a lot from him and potentially even check out Coach Jake Carter. Um, he was one of my mentors when I just initially got into all of this, he coached me for six months. Um, and that was, that was very insightful. That taught me a hell of a lot. And I've, I've, I have kind of unlearned a lot of the stuff because just the practical impl- uh, implementation of that and then taking it to clients. If you're not, you know, a doctrine in it and you're not extremely well-versed, you can end up over confusing what needs to what needs to be done. I actually feel like I've unlearned a fair bit of what I took from him, but distilled it into the basics that still work and what my form of client would actually be able to implement. So Jake Carr for a poll check, check those guys out. Um, they're like the holistic beasts of the of the nutrition and coaching world. So you know any of their content will bounce. I actually done a, a podcast with Jake Carter um I think two years ago. Must have been two years ago now, but it's, it's mental. 
can get on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> if you look up the, the LMC podcast, that's when I actually had a podcast. I need to get my finger out and start making episodes again. But, you know, check that one out. It's absolutely mental. And, uh, yeah, those, those are the two guys to check out for it. They know a hell of a lot more than me. And if you took anything from me, epic. I feel like my job's been done. Um, hopefully it lands, but go to those guys and uh, the, the wealth of knowledge they have on just human biology and performance is, is fucking crazy. Quality, mate. Thank you. Um, where can people find you on, on Instagram and, and wherever else? So Lewis, Lewis McFarlane Coaching on Instagram, uh, currently riding out a seven-day ban for some reason, said I can't <laughs> can't actually uh, post any content or anything. Don't know what Instagram's doing to me. Maybe I've posted something dodgy <laughs> from when I was in Manchester. God knows. Um, but get me over there, Lewis McFarlane Coaching on Instagram, Lewis McFarlane Coaching on Facebook. Um, and yeah, they're my, they're my two platforms. Just to do a bit of YouTube, but it's a bit outdated. If you want to see younger Lewis, uh, get up the semantics and some fitness bits, go check that out. But yeah, keeping it simple, straight on the, the Instagram. Well, anyway, I think everyone should check out your content. It's it's easily digestible and it's fucking it's really good. So um now nah, mate, I appreciate you um appreciate you coming on. Um and I think as I said, a lot of people take a lot away from this, including myself. Um so thank you very much, mate. Appreciate that. No, appreciate you having me on as well, mate. Thank you for your time and hopefully it impacts at least one person. And uh yeah, I look forward to listening back to this and uh hopefully I've not made a tip myself. Absolutely not, <laughs> mate. Okay, man. Oh good man. Top Fantastic. Man, Cheers, dude.